Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Levers. Hello, everybody. I'm Kitty McHotness for Plaything Magazine. And I don't know if anyone has seen our new podcaster edition, but Steve Olivas, he looks just as good in the nude as he does on that show of his wrong and wronger. And not just because you're comparing him to James Breakwell, which would make anybody look good, but Steve Olivas, as we like to say in the business, is me wow. Now, James, it seemed like... (laughs) When I sent you the picture that was setting up this bit at the beginning of the show, you were a bit reluctant to embrace all that was going on on my end of the phone. I didn't want to think about where you were going with that, and my (laughs) trepidation was fully justified. In fact, I'm going to roll out my compliment right now in the first 30 seconds of the show. I want to compliment you for setting the world record for inducing vomiting. I had to swallow it down like nine times in those first 30 seconds. It was incredible. I could have choked and died. Wow, we'll call you the minivan of podcasters if you do, but all right. That had to hurt, and James, I apologize for being that personal with that insult. But yes, you are here on the podcast where we tend to argue about things that matter to nobody, and the numbers could not be more definitive that I am correct. In fact, last week, James, it seems that you just edged me out in what I believe was the lowest voting total in the history of the show. What the heck happened last week? We Uh, went meta. What happened was quality over quantity. The people that voted, (laughs) voted like it mattered, and they hit home. Last week was our true fans. It was like like a homecoming. Everybody (laughs) who knew this is where they belong came back, and all the outsiders, all the visitors, all the bandwagon fans, they stepped off. That's what happened. Well, one person gave us a thumbs down, and these things haunt me in my sleep. So I don't even know how to incorporate that information. It's probably the same person giving us a thumbs down every week just because... You know what? I bet it's GDP. Just to mess with you. It's (gasps) the ultimate twist. (laughs) Well, I will say this. Now that you've brought up GDP, I forgot. I would be remiss to not say our interns... Man, the one who shall remain nameless, because apparently knowing her first name will ruin her life. But she actually stepped into the superfan role this last week, because one of the things you and I talked about was, had we argued glasses versus contacts, and she went back and pulled not only the, the date, she gave all of the context of the argument, and it was kind of an easy one for me to all of a sudden go, oh, I do remember, because I was at your house when we recorded it. Yes, and that's the one where I had a naked kid come down the stairs in the <laughs> middle of it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's why I blocked it out of my memory. I've never seen you taking something quite that inflammatory perfectly in stride, like this is just the way your house goes each night. Yeah, you know, you see pigs wandering around the background, naked kids, whatever. <laughs> You'll be, probably see somebody on fire. It just I, I really should have never switched this to video. We should have kept it audio only. 
Well, speaking of things on fire, let me return the compliment to you. And that is, last week we talked about a loss that I had in my family. And this week I want to compliment you on surviving another potential loss in your family with that minivan. It wants so hard to die. It just wants me to let it go, and I won't let it. I'm keeping it on life support because buying new vehicles is expensive. I'm just going to keep dropping $300 here and $400 yeah. there, and it's just going to go forever. That's what's going to happen. It's going to have half a million well, miles someday. Your options were spark plugs or it threw a piston, and I thought, uh-oh, I'm, I'm not sure where this is headed, but if it's the piston, it's done. So fortunately, it was the lesser of two evils. Yeah, you know, something with the the, the way the exhaust, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not even going to go into it. Basically, basically, bad things happened, and I paid somebody to make the bad things go away. That's That's <laughs> what happened. Well, you haven't written a big enough check because I'm still here. <laughs> if only. I can't afford that. <laughs> And we haven't even announced the topic this week, but this is one that, when you said it out loud, it immediately cracked me the heck up. What are we arguing this week, James? Day drinking versus night drinking. This one hits home for both of us. <laughs> and why would that even occur to you? That's funny. Uh, you know Day what? Drinking? Yeah. I saw your picture, and all of a sudden, I'm like, well, <laughs> I know how I'm getting through this one. <laughs> so you've tipped a little vino tonight, or a little cerveza, sorry, a little cerveza tonight, I'm guessing. I, you know what, it's going to remain undisclosed. Let's just say this is not the kind of podcast you do sober. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> or listen to, apparently. Yes. All right, we're very popular in all the bars. And James, <laughs> for all of his fault, he is a bit of a beer connoisseur. So uh, say what you will about him, all of it is true, but he does have a taste for fine beer. I have a taste for just not being sober around you. That's really where it, where it lies. <laughs> Having all yeah, my mental faculties around you is such a waste. It's almost torture. When I bring up mother's milk is Miller Lite, or the other way around, Miller Lite is mother's milk, that seems to offend you deep, you know, deep I, in the heart. I just like being offended by whatever you enjoy. But I've come around. I've, I've accepted that I honestly cannot tell the difference between light beers. If you were to line up 12 different light beers and give me a taste <laughs> test, I would lose. I would just, <laughs> But I would still complain about whatever you gave me just because you picked it out, just so we're clear on the stakes. Oh, wow. All right. Well, day drinking versus night drinking and me being pure as the driven snow, I really don't have a perspective on either <laughs> of these, but I'm a good sport. You know, I'll traverse down the path with you. And uh, I've got the Guam quarter of fate here. I got a little mixed up because I have the regular quarter up here from a couple weeks ago when I couldn't find the Guam quarter of fate. But what shall the two sides represent for you, James? Brady? Heads, I'm arguing day drinking. Tails, I'm arguing <laughs> night drinking. Because it could Fingers not happen. Uh -oh. oh, I dropped it without flipping it. Hold on. Ugh. Could not happen any other way. Okay, heads is day drinking. That's all I heard. And it is, it is heads. You, sir, have day drinking. <laughs> Steve, this is the easiest argument ever to win. Because let me, let me break it to you. I got some news for you. We are old. And alcohol oh, yeah. is a depressant. If you're going to crack open your first beer after after 8 p.m., you're going to be asleep by, like, 8.25. Like, that's just how it happens. You're not making it through the football game. You're not making it through date night. You're done. But you start day drinking. You drink at, like, 10 in the morning, like, 10 to 4 in the afternoon on a Saturday. That is prime drinking time. You sober up in time for dinner. You don't waste your evening. You're good to go. You just We don't have the energy as adults 
results to compound the the sleepiness of beer with our natural just exhaustion from life. You don't want to pile that on. I'm not looking for a super nap. I'm looking to be wide awake. I want to be at my best. Also, when you day drink, you're social because everybody else is up and awake and moving about. It's not you just sitting in your house by yourself staring at the TV. It's you with the wider world. The sun is out. It's not a time to be depressed. It's a time for activities. It's a time for going out to that football game and watching. You know, it's a time for going to sporting events, going out to that picnic, going out to that race, and just enjoying being social and drinking in the bright light of day. Now, being a vampire like you, I mean, you probably don't really get that enjoyment, but for those of us who are human beings, we really, we enjoy being social, we enjoy the brightness, we just enjoy life, and that's what day drinking is. Day drinking is life. How, why do you, why do you hate life, Steve? Wow. All right. Boy, that has, uh, I've got a problem written all over it, that <laughs> argument, James, because mine begins with two words, no shame. There's no shame in drinking at night. Uh, if you're drinking during the day out on your front lawn, sitting in like a kiddie pool, having a pig lay down next to you, when the neighbors walk by, they look at you a little funny. Especially if you're wearing nothing but a pair of like pineapple underpants. But uh, there's no shame in drinking at night. That's when people take a little uh, snifter of brandy. They just get a little nip of hooch in them just to wind down in the evening because they have been out, going, and productive all day. Three things that day drinking kills. Like it just takes all of that motivation from life. And uh, you end up owning nothing but that pair of pineapple underpants <laughs> at some point. And date night... <coughs> You got to drink during date night. And of course, like everyone, my wife and I play like Donkey Kong on our Nintendo 64 or whatever you and Lola do <laughs> on Saturday nights. But like you got to have a little drink because you realize this is what your life has come to. Doing nothing but playing video games as a grown man. I can't imagine anybody that would do that, James. I mean, I have a job for God's sake. Anyway, and I can sleep without the alcohol. I don't need to be drinking and take a running head start before diving off of that that beer, I am sure that everybody who's normal can pace themselves and just have wings, a couple of, uh, maybe a beer or two during the day, but nothing that's going to reach break wellian levels. And then in the evening, that's when you let your hair down, probably not the right thing for me to say, especially to you, <laughs> and just kind of let everything go. And James, I don't know what you have against common decency and shrouding your issues behind some kind of at least semi-opaque wall so nobody can know. So I have nothing to hide because I, I believe that alcohol <laughs> is a reasonable adult activity that I can enjoy as a responsible grown-up. I don't need to hide my shame in the dark because I have some issues going back to when I was 19 and my parents caught me raiding the liquor cabinet. I, oh, I legally purchased this alcohol and I, I don't need to sure, you know, you know, skulk around with it. It's okay. I'm out in the open. And uh, as far as uh, sleeping though, alcohol might push you to sleep, but you actually don't get as good of sleep either. That's, uh, you know, people who like to have a nightcap or whatever. It actually it disturbs the way you get into REM sleep. I'm dropping some science on her, on you. So wow. you actually, you don't wake up as well rested. And those hangovers, if you drink right before you go to bed, you wake up feeling terrible. But if you drink like 
10 to 4. Those are the ideal hours, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Then you stop, you have a big dinner, you drink some oh. water, you wake up feeling like a million bucks, you have a nice sober evening after having a nice drunk day. And the best part is if you're out somewhere at an event, you can drive yourself home because you sober up. You're not, your only option isn't to either, you know, you know, come close to passing out at a bar and then get an Uber with somebody who's too talkative on the way home or just to pass out in your couch. You get home, you're, you're awake, you're refreshed, you can actually change for bed, you can brush your teeth, you can do all those things to set up the next day. When you day drink, it's almost healthy. When you night drink, I mean, you're just... <laughs> You're just cramming your problem into just a very short window of time. And then, you know, because there's the pressure of, I got to get this in before I fall asleep, you got to drink fast. Like, if my wife and I could have our date nights in the middle of the day, we would, but we've got these awful children who are awake during those hours. So we have to push it during, to the, during the night. But it's not our first choice. It's just by necessity. But you, Steve, you've been an empty nester for like 45 years. I don't know what you're doing drinking at night. Just drink during the day. Be an adult. Oh, last time I visited my nest was so long ago, James. First of all, when my mom caught me doing something as a teenager, nothing to do with drinking, and she walked what? in, we were both a little bit surprised. But, oh, God. You know, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm talking about smoking pot. What are you talking about? Oh, God, anyway. that's so much better than what I thought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> want to say that everybody who drinks from 10 to 4 will obviously hit the brakes, throw it into park at 4 o'clock, and then go into being a decent human being for the rest <laughs> of the night. So you're talking to the uh, everybody who does stuff like that. <laughs> My wife, if she has a couple, she's got a very narrow window of being fun when she's drinking, because if she's like an ounce and a half too much, she is passed out somewhere sound asleep, and a little bit less than that, she hasn't quite hit the pinnacle yet. So hitting that window during the day has some potential uh, pitfalls. I almost said fallbacks. Potential pitfalls because she could be sound asleep at four o'clock. And I know you were hitting us with some science that you made up on the spot, but <laughs> she will fall asleep and she will sleep right on through the night. And uh, lastly, if you day drink, you embarrass your children, James. And I know you and them have this whole love-hate contentious relationship with who pays the bills versus who has priority in the home. But I'm telling you, they're going to grow up and pay someone like me to talk them through all of the scars that happened when their daddy was day drinking. And I don't know what you have against children, but it seems to be pretty deep. They will remember me as the fun parent. Just you wait. Okay. I'll, I don't need to convince you. I need to convince the audience. So I'm going to roll so they can vote for me yet again. All right. All right. Let me grab the dice uh, here. We need people to vote. It's like uh, we have to start this grassroots campaign to get everybody out to the polls. Well, I have to remember to share it. Sometimes I forget because I just like to pretend this podcast doesn't exist. When that happens, our numbers people go down. People ask, do you do a podcast? I say no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not one time. Never. <laughs> All right, so if you want to vote for me and day drinking and joy, vote for 91. If you want to vote for Steve and night drinking and admit you have a problem, vote for 27. And if you want to throw your vote away, vote for 96. 96. We got a lot in the 90s. We get almost none in the 80s. Or, well, actually, we get the 30. Now maybe we get some 30s. All right, we seem to have an inordinate number of 90s. All right, well, uh, just to get me out of whatever I just got into there, 
So, if you want to vote for James and clearly needing an intervention where you're going to have members of your family bringing stuff up from your past that you thought were dead and buried long ago, vote for 91. If you want to vote for common decency and making sure that your shame is hidden under a cloak of darkness, vote for me in 27. And if you want to throw your vote away, you can either vote for James or vote for 96, which... I'm not sure what good that does anybody. But until next week, speaking of doing no good for anybody, you've made it through another 15-minute wrong and wronger. And uh, so until next week, until we argue about, wrangle about something that doesn't mean nothing to nobody, I am Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for that dude over there, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and remember, I'm contractually bound to say two wrongs can make a right.